Answering your questions about matters of the head, heart, and health. This is Gut Feelings with Lo Bosworth. Hello, hello. Welcome to your brand new episode of Gut Feelings, your go-to podcast for advice on matters of the head, heart, and health. I am your host, Lo Bosworth, the founder of women's wellness brand, Love Wellness. You can find us at Walmart in Digestive Health, Target in Natural Beauty and Women's OTC, Ulta in Bath on Amazon, and of course, at lovewellness.com. On this show, we answer your head, heart, and health advice questions like your best friend would. We're all about building an open community here, so if you have a particularly tough or awkward question for us, that's okay. Ask away. As you may know, tough and awkward is what we do best at Love Wellness. So with that, let's dive into your questions and today's guest. Today on the show, we have an incredible guest. It is none other than actress, musician, podcast, television host, entrepreneur, designer, God, the bio keeps going, and winemaker, Caitlin Bristow. So... Join me now in welcoming Caitlin to Gut Feelings. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Lo. How are you? <laughs> are we frazzled I'm good. <laughs> My week has been insane. I was telling Caitlin right before we started recording, I just got a new puppy a few weeks ago. And I have been back to back. So yeah, my hair is a little frazzled. I'm a little frazzled, but it's okay. We're on the Gut Feelings podcast now. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. And Gut Feelings, when we were coming up with the format and the concept for the show, I decided that it should be an advice show. It should be like fun and interesting, engaging with our guests because I've hosted a bunch of podcasts before where, I don't know, I just want to do something different. So here we are doing something different today. Well, I love different. And I also think it's so cool to get other people's opinions and thoughts and advice on this kind of topic, especially because everybody's body's different. Everybody's heart's different. Everybody's head is different. And it's always good to give advice. I agree. So I asked my Instagram followers the questions that we should ask you that they want to get your take on. So let's start with a health question today. So in 2021, you shared on your Instagram that you struggle with hormonal depression and anxiety, and I do too. And we just talked about that on your podcast when we recorded a couple of weeks ago. One of the reasons I started the wellness. So what our listener wants to know is what have some of the most effective things you do for yourself when you begin to feel out of balance? I have so many different tools in the toolbox. It's crazy. I love that everybody calls it a toolbox now, too. It's like, I have this toolbox. It's great. It's an invisible toolbox. I always picture it like a big tool belt, like Tim the Toolman Taylor. And I'm just like, I got this. I got that. I got Yeah, I love that. But you know what's interesting is I love this podcast because I can say it. I just was showering before this. And also look at this. So we're frazzled, McDazzled. I got out of the shower. <laughs> is that new? Is that a new tattoo? No, look at my nail. It's oh. completely ripped in half. Like I couldn't tell what you were showing me. Yeah, that looks painful. Completely ripped in half. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, talk with your left hand, Caitlin. I got out of the shower. I went to use the bathroom and I was like, wait, what? My period started. And I was like, of course it did. It's way early, but I was so moody the last few days. And usually to be self-aware and be like, oh, it's this time of the month. I got to prepare in this way. I was so unprepared and I feel like I didn't use my tools and I was kind of just a hot mess. I couldn't figure out why I was feeling depressed. I was like, well, it's not that time. But usually I am prepared where I will literally, my assistant and my podcast team know my schedule. So I put all of them Your period on, schedule? Yes. 
Yes. And that <laughs> sets me up for success because they know to not schedule too many meetings, to not schedule too many podcasts. So I think it's important to just be honest with your partner, your friends, with everybody about where you're at and own it because I've now just gotten to a place where I go, this is where I'm at. I need to stay in bed today or I can push through, but I might be a little off. And I think it's just about having the conversation, kind of like how you started this podcast to have these conversations. Yeah. Okay, that's good. You know, I think one of the most challenging things about depression and anxiety when you don't necessarily have a toolbox yet or it's not hormonal related and you're tracking your period and you know the days, it's hard to have that moment of self-awareness where you can step outside of yourself and be like, oh, wait, I'm having a really bad day and are there things that I can do about this? And so for me, when I started to learn about depression and anxiety, that piece, which can be the most challenging still to this day, was the first thing that I learned to try to be aware of. It's like, can you at least have the awareness that something is going wrong and that that awareness can, I think, in and of itself can prevent you from spiraling really badly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's so interesting, too, because I feel like people can relate to this is even when you know you're in the thick of it, it's hard to justify it. Like you're I don't know why this is what example comes to mind, but sometimes if I drink too much, I like can't admit it. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, I only had a cup. I'm fine. And someone will be like, you're drunk. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's like when I'm in like this depression spiral, the hormone spiral, I'm like, no, it's not because someone will be like, oh, is it that time maybe? And I'm like, that doesn't mean I'm still upset about this. It doesn't mean that this doesn't matter. Like, it's so funny because even when I'm self-aware, I still have a hard time admitting it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to admit it to other people as long as you can communicate with yourself privately. (laughs) You know? Hey, Caitlin, you know what? You're being a little bit of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I do the same thing. You know what I mean? Again, if you can realize what's going on and try to like put some guardrails for yourself and other people in place as a result, then I think it's easier to be like, I'm having a bad day, but I know it will only last two or four days or a week or whatever. And I can get to the other side. I've only had four actual panic attacks in my whole life. And the fourth one happened to me not even that long ago. And it was so scary. And I think the thing that I just always tell myself, if there's anxiety, if I'm in that I go, the good thing is this doesn't last. The good thing is this doesn't last. And I just tell myself this feeling is not forever. You will get through it. And then another tool I do is being cold. So a cold shower, ice bucket, face in the ice bucket, anything of being cold and shaking your body really helps me. Really? There has to be a scientific reason behind why. There must be because I said it on Instagram once. Sometimes I'll tell people what I do. And it's true. It like shocks your system or something. It may help activate your parasympathetic nervous system. I think that's why. I think that's why people do cold therapy because it sort of trains and turns on their parasympathetic nervous system, just like breathing exercises does the same thing. I also, and then we can move on to the next question, but one of a really helpful, it's not a piece of advice, but a therapist once told me when I was deep in it, they were like, have you ever had a problem that you can't solve? And they asked me that question and I was like, well, no. They're like, right. So even if you have an issue or you're upset, you always get through it, right? You're still alive. You're not actually dead, right? (laughs) I know that's very blunt and to the point. They're like, you have survived every single thing that has come your way, big or small. And so why won't you survive this thing that you're thinking about or dealing with right now? They're like, the proof is in the pudding. You are literally alive. You are literally not dead. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's it sometimes it is like spelling something out like that or just putting it in black and white. And I'm listening to this audiobook called The Mountain That Is You. And it talks about actually all of that same stuff that you just said for anyone listening. Everybody should listen to that book, too, because she basically said you've been through this before and you'll go through it again and you don't die. And sometimes you just need to hear it like that. Yeah, you don't die. We haven't died. We're still here. Yeah, still here. Thriving. (laughs) We're still here thriving, just doing podcasts. That's really helpful. I love takeaways. I'm definitely going to check out that book or podcast. Oh my gosh. It's a book. I have it on audiobook. So that audiobook. I love an audiobook. Every time I walk the dogs, I put on that audiobook and I just always have little takeaways from it. Every single chapter, I'm like, whoa, whoa, write that one down. It's amazing. Yeah, me too. I've started to listen to things like that when I take walks. All right, before our next question, I have a special promo to tell you about. Now until December 10th, Love Wellness is giving you 15% off our entire hormone health category on lovewellness.com. That includes products like our women's multivitamin that has chastberry root, ashwagandha, some incredible ingredients. That multivitamin is called Daily Love. You can also get our fast-acting sleeping aid, sleeping beauty, or our brain-boosting probiotic, Big Brain Probiotics. The holidays are in full swing, which means that your schedule is probably more hectic than ever. So do what you can to stay balanced through all of that craziness. Shop this deal before it is too late. Visit lovewellness.com for 15% off all hormone health products. Okay, let's move on to our head question of the day. And Kaylin, so you know, our head questions are typically about finance, business, things like that, right? So... You have your incredible wine label, Spade and Sparrows. I want to know more about inspiration for the business, but the question at hand, I think, kind of turns the typical questions you get asked about business on its head. It was it was proposed in a really interesting way. So our listener wants to know, what is some business advice that you did take that you wish that you had not taken? So it's really like the opposite of the usual question, because also it's easy to read all these articles now and get what you think is good advice. But what was some bad advice that you got? That's a really good question, actually, because I haven't really, I'm sure I could think of numerous things, probably to do more. Like, I think it was really important for me to stick to just three varietals. Everybody's like asking for a Chardonnay and a sparkling and like, do a box wine or a non-alcoholic wine. And I think a lot of people have tried to tell me, and I actually still to this day wish I only did a red and a rosé, but I think people telling you to do more because I think a lot of times if, like, let's say the production company that I was with when I started, they just want to pump it out, right? Like they just see it as short-term where I'm thinking long-term. Yeah, and they want you to place purchase orders. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So it's more like I'm always thinking of the longevity of a brand and a business and they're always thinking like, oh, a celebrity wine brand, like got to get it while it's hot and then it's probably not going to be a thing in years. So they want to just pump it out. So probably that I would say. I'm trying to think of other bad, I feel like I've gotten so much. So because I didn't, here's the thing. This is really honest. I barely graduated high school. I had no desire to go to college. I thought for sure I'm just moving to Vancouver. I'm going to dance with this company. I'll eventually move to LA. I'm going to be a dancer. Like That's just what I thought my life goal was. It was my passion. It was my hobby. It was everything. I put all my eggs in the dancing basket. And then that didn't happen for me. So I'm truly learning business as I go. And I try and be on every single Spade and Sparrows call, every like 
wine buyer meeting, every single thing I'm like, put me on the call because I need to learn. So I've gotten a lot of bad advice because I don't know any better and I have to learn from my mistakes. (laughs) I think that's a really honest answer. And it's a answer that I think a lot of people will really appreciate hearing because that's like the normal experience (laughs) of just being in the workforce, being young, learning through work. I think that every single person who has a job at some point has that experience. Everybody starts from baseline zero, right? And you have to learn on the job. I mean, it's part of why I stepped aside as CEO earlier this year and hired a career CEO because at Love Wallace, the business was just getting to a place where I didn't know what the right next decisions were. And you have people that rely on you and you can't fuck it up. And it's having enough self-awareness to know what you don't know and realize at that point, I need help. Yes. Yes. I very much wanted to put my name on like somebody else's wine label and just make money off of it because that would be less work and I could just take in the money. But that was actually some good business advice I got was invest your own money and do it the right way and make it your own, not somebody else's. Something that you actually enjoy drinking, something that you would bring to a dinner party, like make it something that you really believe in and have your own name on it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you talk about investing in your business yourself. And it's a really hard time right now to raise money. I think money is tight for everybody across the board, regardless of whatever your situation is. But that doesn't dim the desire within entrepreneurs to starting businesses or try things out. And so I think going back to your what was bad advice, which was doing so many varietals or whatever, is actually a really good piece of advice for any person who is starting a business. Because now that I think both of us have done so many products and SKUs and distribution, less is more. (laughs) Especially when you start. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't need to launch with 10 products. You know what I mean? And we have at Love Wellness, I think our product count was close to, I can't even remember, 2025. And we've rationalized, which means like cutting the production of at least six to eight products over the last seven years because that's just what you do in a business, things that aren't performing. You have to pull back on those things. But gosh, I wish I had had that advice, that good advice that you just gave. (laughs) Hopefully it helps somebody. (laughs) It is good advice to do less, do more with less, right? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Do more with less. You can launch a business with one product. And some of the most successful businesses I see launch with one product. And they stick to one product for years before they expand. <laughs> yep, it's true. It's true. And the ones that overdo it, usually they drown a little in it. Yeah, and I think it's because young brands typically don't have huge marketing budgets. You can't go hire a strategist, an agency to say, this is who my brand is and this is exactly what we want to communicate. So if you have too many products, it's really easy for your customer to get confused because of all your your products, right? But if you have one product, it's way easier to speak to that one thing. This is who we are. This is what we do. Smaller budgets, a smaller team can manage something like that. So 
I think your bad advice just turned into good advice for everybody. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's see. perfect. That's what I was hoping for. Sorry you made so much wine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Who's going to drink it all? I don't know. We can find <laughs> people. We can find people that are going to drink it. <laughs> so, oh, where can everybody find Spade and Sarah? Where is your guys' distribution at this point? So we're out of California, but you can get it shipped to most states online. I, I don't think Utah you can, but there. I think there's only three now that we can't ship to. Utah, but if you go to, 4K, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. If you go to spadeandsparrows.com, you can see, you can actually, there's like a store locator. You can put in your zip code and see if there's a store near you. It's in Targets now in Oklahoma and Florida and Texas. Um, nice. Yeah, in a few more places too. I'm blanking. We just announced it. But spadeandsparrows.com, there's a location finder. Otherwise, you can purchase it online. And we also have a wine club which is so fun because we meet on Zoom every three months. And last you Friday, we had our, yes. And wait, I want to join your wine club. You can absolutely. <laughs> I fun. honestly have so much fun. We last week we did it and we had a musical guest. One of her name's Lindsay L. She's a country singer here in town. She came and played a song. We had a medium because it was on Friday the 13th and she was reading people. We had Katie, yes, Katie Maloney came <laughs> on and did tarot card readings for people. It's so fun. So everything's on the website. I want to do that. Okay. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really I fun. I love that. All right. Yeah. So the website is the best place to find Spade and Sparrows. I guess, yes, because alcohol distribution is very complicated and like state by state, the laws are all different, right? Oh, it's so different. It's That was the most challenging part too, is all the different states and different laws. And yeah, it's been tricky, but we're on a good roll right now. And some states even have it in Target. It's in Walmart, California. Amazing. Okay. Well, next time I see it, in a Target or Walmart it's coming home with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do a lot send of you some. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I do a lot of store visits. Okay, let's all join Caitlin's Wine Club. All right, everybody. Our final question of the episode is up next, but a very quick reminder, you can shop 15% off our entire hormone health category on lovewellness.com right now. Take a break from buying presents for everyone else and do a little shopping for yourself. Support your hormone health. Shop that sale on lovewellness.com until December 10th. All right, our last question. On to matters of the heart. So the relationships in our lives can have huge impacts on us in a variety of ways, obviously. But oftentimes, starting a new relationship can be just as challenging. So this is an interesting question. One of our listeners from the Gut Feelings family, she's like been out of a relationship for a little while, and she wants you to, she wants you to answer, should I follow the rules and be a rules girl when it comes to dating? Is that, is that uh, the question? I have That's one answer. No. <laughs> I want to know what rules she's talking about. Like, I there's mean, a book. What? There is a book, The Rules. Hold on. I'm Googling it as we chat. Of dating? I don't like to follow oh, blueprints. The, the rules. Time tested secrets for capturing the heart of Mr. Right. Now, let me oh. tell you what some of the rules in the rules books are. Okay. Okay. Because then maybe your flat out no will change. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Maybe I'm just, I was jumping to conclusions. I said no, and I need to hear before I say that. Yeah, so the rules girl is like a thing. And I think it's okay. kind of an old school thing, but I think a lot of women still implement this. And it's so hard because you go on TikTok and you get so many different 
I'm going to put this in quotes, dating experts being like, do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Okay. So one of the rules is don't talk to a man first and don't ask him out. Why? Why? I don't know. I think because it's about the chase and like men want to chase you and hunt you and capture you. I get that. I know that is straight out of like caveman days. And I understand that that's like how we're all wired. But breaking the rules to me of dating, breaking any rules, if it's not like, you know, illegal, always helps me to have more confidence and grow. So I feel like I maybe used to feel that way. Like, oh, I would never talk to a guy first. Like he should talk to me. I get the wanting somebody and I understand that. So I'll say yes and no, because me personally, if I saw a guy that I was attracted to and he looked like my type and he seemed like a good guy, I would definitely talk to him first. And I would probably say something so stupid and would like want to break the ice and be awkward. Like I would do that. But I guess this is so personal. But she's asking me. So I say talk to him first. He'll chase you if he wants to. She wants to know your opinion. (laughs) Okay. Talk to him first. And if he chases you, he will. If he wants to chase you. I think that's good. Okay. So I actually have my own follow-up question to that. Let's say you go on a first date that maybe you asked him out or he asked you out, whatever. So after the first date, when you're like, I like this guy, does he like me back? And you don't know. Then do you ask him out or do you wait for him to ask you out on a second date? Or are you good with just continually asking him out? I just think it's so obvious. I think people make it so complicated. You can tell when someone likes you or they don't. And questioning, like, (laughs) I feel like maybe he doesn't like you. Like, it's one of those things where if he wants to, he will. And if you want to, you will. And there shouldn't be any game playing. It should just be like, if you want to, again, do it. If he's being flaky, clearly he doesn't like you. It's kind of one of those things for me. Did you see that cute video on the internet? And it was, if he wants to, he will. And it was this boy, a man, sorry, going to Trader Joe's and buying all of these flowers and then sitting at like the picnic table at Trader Joe's and like rearranging the floral arrangement to bring to his girlfriend. It was like somebody filming him from across Trader Joe's. And the caption of the video was, if he wants to, he will. Or if he wanted to, he would. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Just pay attention. You will know if he likes you or not. Yeah. And I think the other good piece of advice is like, if you are confused, he probably is not that interested in you or he doesn't know he hasn't made up his mind. And that's when you don't respond or don't ask him out again is if you're feeling confused and then you'll know very quickly. Yeah. I think that is a mistake that a lot of people make. I've made that mistake is when you're confused you try to push it forward because you think, oh, well, maybe he's shy, maybe whatever. And it always turns out to be that he just doesn't like you very much. Okay. You'll know. <laughs> Watch the movie. He's just not that into you. <laughs> Go get Justin okay. as a friend. So one of the next rules is don't meet him halfway or go Dutch on a date. Let's say this is the first three dates we're talking about here. Do you even offer? Do you split? I'm so confusing because... I still am a fan of chivalry. I'm still a fan of like a guy opening a car door, even though I know like I could take care of myself. Like I still want to feel taken care of. And I do think it's romantic if the guy pays on a first date. I think once you get comfortable, then you can like, hey, I get this one. You get this one, like whatever. But there's something romantic to me about if you're going on a date with a guy, him paying. Like I hate it too because I'm all for it. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it makes me seem confusing because I'm like, who cares about this? Or you should put your card down. But I don't know. There's something about a first date with a guy paying for a girl that I think is romantic. I care, especially 
I'm 37. If I'm going out with a guy who's 40, I'm sorry, you were a grown man. You asked me out on a date and you can take me on a date. That's true, too. <laughs> yes. if the, Especially if they ask you, they should absolutely be paying. Yeah. I think by the time you're sort of dating, you kind of get a little bit more comfortable. I never want to go Dutch. I either want you to pay or I will pay. Do you know what I mean? I don't need to ever split anything with you. If you take me on four delightful dates, then, you know, the fifth date, like, I will make you a great dinner at home or I will plan something and I will just take care of everything. Because... It's the right thing to do. Totally. And even still, you try. I totally yeah. agree. But just going Dutch, I don't know. It's just like, like, come on. Do we have to do this? I feel like we're at a table of seven people and they all throw down their credit card. <laughs> you know? I know. And I never want to be that person. Like, even if somebody else had way more to drink than I did, I'm still, like, splitting with the group. Like, I just... Same! Yeah. Yeah. Just don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Okay. The last rule, and you can interpret this however you want to, and then I'll read you what the book says. And this is actually rule number one, I think, in the book. And it is, be a creature unlike any other. What does that mean? I don't mean? get it. Would I, I don't even... I'm like, I am a creature unlike any other. So are you. We are all creatures unlike any other. I think you should be exactly who We're you are. We're all creatures. Exactly. <laughs> and none of us are the same. I don't think you should try and be anything except for yourself. And that takes, for some reason... That takes a lot of hard work. <laughs> it's not it easy to just be who you are. It absolutely does. So the book explains being a creature unlike any other is really an attitude, a sense of confidence and radiance that permeates from your being from head to toe. It's the way you smile, pause in between sentences, <laughs> listen attentively, look demurely, breathe slowly, stand straight and walk briskly. This book must have been published in 1950. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaked out. I'm like, but what if you're shy? I think you should be shy if you're shy. If you're nervous and you're talking too fast, you can just own that. Be like, I'm nervous. I'm just talking really fast. Like, if somebody was like making weird eyes on a first date and like taking really long pauses between, I'd be like, what What are you trying to do? Okay, this is like an all-time popular dating book. When was it published? I got it. <laughs> I'm when so was curious. the rules published? 1995. Oh, and then there's a new version, Not Your Mother's Rules, that was published in, looks like, 2013. See, this, yeah, those sound like your mother's rules. Agree. Yeah. So maybe the new rules have changed. I think they just updated. <laughs> I just think they updated the uh, vernacular a little bit. <laughs> the rules are the same, though. Basically, rules girls are like, I will never ask him out first. I will never speak to him first. He has to come to me. They have to chase me and catch me. I get it. I don't fault anybody for that, but I think it just has to be so specific to each individual. I would talk to a guy first. I would like to be chased after that, but I would talk to him first. I think there's something to be said, too, that when you play the game, you typically don't really get to know somebody because you're reacting based on emotions that like it's like the chase emotions right it's like somebody's ignoring you a little bit it's not even real right it's like you like this person and it's based on the chase it's like you're more excited about the lust aspect and the text back than actually getting to know the person and so you think you're falling in love with somebody but actually it's just the chase that like makes you feel great i know i think that's why bachelor and then you end up in a relationship with the wrong person exactly i think that's why bachelor people like always date each other too is because you go on that show and you literally 
let all of your guards down. You're the most vulnerable yeah. human being on the planet. And you immediately talk about like marriage, babies, finances, kids, like religion, everything, and like get straight to the point. And I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I think so too. Or maybe I'm just 38. <laughs> I think it's really helpful to have that information early. And I think that as we mature in age or age nicely, right? I think we just keep getting wiser, really. And why wouldn't you want to have that information up front or early on? You know what I mean? If you are on two different planets, you should know because nobody's wasting each other's time anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you're not a rules girl. Now now we know. All right. Well, Caitlin. I'm going to write a book. I, you... <laughs> <laughs> write a book called Don't Follow the Rules, Bitches. <laughs> Don't Follow the Rules by, by Caitlin Bristow. Okay. A memoir. Well, thank you so <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was a really fun episode of Gut Feelings. Thank you for all of your advice. We love it. It was great to have the chance to see you and chat. And I'm sure our listeners really loved it. And where can everybody find Spade and Sparrows and everything that you're working on, Caitlin? So I do have a website, just CaitlinBristow.com. It is a little bit under construction because we're revamping it a bit. But I um, mean, pa, my podcast, um, <laughs> uh, um, the podcast is off the vine. I have two episodes a week and also SpadeInsFerous.com or Caitlin Bristow pretty much anywhere. Okay, delightful. And let's all join her wine club. Thanks, yes, Caitlin. Please. See you Thank soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. All right. That is our advice for today. I want to say a big thank you to Caitlin for coming on the show and giving us such thoughtful insight on so many topics. Also want to thank you for listening in and joining me for today's episode. I hope you loved hearing from Caitlin as much as I enjoyed speaking with her. And if you liked the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I'm Lo Bosworth, and I will see you next time on Gut Feelings. Mm-hmm.